Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's the Problem, the show that explores problems that buyers, practitioners, operators, and leaders in the world of cybersecurity face today. Today, we are fortunate to have Chandra Pandey join us. Chandra, say hello to our listeners. Yeah, hi, everyone. I'm uh, pretty excited to be on this show with Mike today, and I'm looking forward to answering some of questions uh, he is uh, looking to pose to RSP, you know? Absolutely. And without further ado, let's get into the first question. So Chandra, first question here. Why are you qualified to talk about security? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'll say I'm kind of like a person who have been in the cybersecurity domain for the last 20 plus years. I will not say that, hey, I'm guru. I know everything, but I know enough to know what are the, some of the challenges industry is facing and how to go after uh, those problems and try to kind of stay ahead of those challenges as well and how we can keep our uh, customers and partners or any organization ahead of those challenges so you don't get trapped into uh, something which you never wanted to uh, deal with. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, well, you know, the second question, it's the same every, every episode. So Chandra, name a problem in the world of cybersecurity that we can kick around a little bit with the listeners today. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Mike. So if you look into today's world, there are more than 10,000 ransomware attacks you hear uh, every day. There are some reported, some are not reported. People just... Mm -hmm pay it or uh, they don't pay it for it, but those are being dealt. But then other biggest challenge which industry is facing is also, which is not being talked a lot these days, is the intellectual property theft. So, okay. uh, and any one of these two challenges, if you look, it's not only about that what was like uh, taken from you and where you are being asked for the money and sometimes you are not, but there is a lot more behind it and uh, I love to kind of like discuss those in the details. Uh, Mike, I know you have some questions you want to uh, ask in the middle there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you're right. We do hear about these requests for, you know, large balloon payments via Bitcoin uh, to decrypt your files and your different systems and points of access. The concept of, you know, stealing intellectual property, though, I, I would imagine that you could, you know, as a bad actor, you could ask for a balloon payment over, you know, Bitcoin or, or whatever crypto you want. But you could also just sit there and continue to steal intellectual property. I mean, you know, the example of uh, it was a couple of years ago, of, you know, Sony, the entertainment company, somebody came in before a, a new movie release and they they did make that request of, hey, you know, we actually decrypted this entire final cut version. Right. You know hundred or I should say thousands of hours worth of work of film and production and post-production and you know everything and they said yeah we, we're actually not going to decrypt this file that you're releasing unless you you know you give us a payment but they could have also just as easily said you know we're we're actually going to leak this right onto you know BitTorrent or onto the dark web or whatever and if we're already in your network we can just run around taking your whole category of intellectual property, all of your films and television that you've got there, and there's nothing you can do to stop us. So, I, I, you know, I'd, I'd like to hear more from you on that of, you know, how often do you think that that's happening where you do have these bad actors who have 
gotten access into your systems and they're just lurking and they're slowly kind of bleeding you dry of all of your intellectual property. Yeah, I think that's a great point you brought up, Mike, that uh, what is happening in the industry because once somebody is inside your organization, uh, whether they got through uh, like social engineering or through some phishing email or just like uh, sending a malware to uh, uh, get all the credential breach or through the brute force. Uh, if you don't have a proper way of detecting those kind of like uh, unwanted kind of uh, people getting into organization and they, they kind of create a home inside your organization and able to go and find the intellectual properties, uh, do the lateral movement, collect those information, and not only just uh, uh, like take it out uh, and uh, put into uh, some of their own vault, then destroy your backup as well as your uh, uh, local encryptions and all that in there. So now you keep on hearing that, hey, you have multi uh, extortions going on, but at the same time, this intellectual property is in their hand. So whether you are doing a, uh, like let's say a silicon design or whether you are doing uh, the movie or you were creating a new uh, like uh, medicines or uh, you are in a high-tech company writing uh, a code and creating a new innovative platform, they have taken those intellectual properties. So now what those actors are also figuring it out that there are takers for those. So if there are takers who are interested into those intellectual property, those takers are going to pay not only like tens of millions, sometimes those can be hundreds of millions and uh, the value can be sometimes in the billions because uh, that, things what you are getting out there that has been billions of investment has gone to get to the point where you have got those intellectual property created. Uh, recently, we had uh, heard about the news that, you know, there was uh, a source code, uh, like a huge amount of the source code was collected in a, one of the big organization, which is focused on doing the R&D and innovation. Then on the other side, you had the design files were kind of stolen. Recently, there was a news that counterfeits are coming from uh, the hardware uh, router switches and firewall kind of things in there. Mm. So those things, once you have, uh, think about that, the amount of the work has gone to create those things. You cannot just put into tens and 20 and $30 million. Some of those might have multiple years of very innovative, creative kind of like uh, work with the intellectual property, uh, which can be hundreds of like uh, millions to hundreds of billions of dollars, depending on what that is. And if somebody is stealing those and creating the counterfeit, that is like a lot more damaging to our uh, economy, not only in the short term, but in the long term as well. Uh, because those are not only just value you create, because then there is a lot of employment and then you create a, a community and a economy around that, you know, because that's something you don't want to lose. Uh, and it becomes really critical for any organization to think about that. Hey, when you have uh, such a critical set of the asset, 
uh, or you are investing millions and millions of uh, like uh, dollars in creating the innovations. And if, if you look into the US economy, uh, it's all about the innovation. If your innovation get lost, it's not you are just losing the value what it was at that point. What it creates, the ecosystem around uh, creates another hundred times the value of that. And that is getting lost as well. And that is something we do not want to be happening. And right now it is happening. There's not a lot of discussions, uh, uh, Mike, right now happening because what people look into just like uh, the ransomware. And if somebody can do ransomware, they can steal all of your intellectual property as well. And that is just something we have to look seriously that hey, where recently I was talking with a few uh, customers, uh, potential customers, and they came in and uh, they open up that, hey, look, we are more concerned about our intellectual property counterfeit showing up uh, as well. So we need to make sure that anything happening in there, we, in my environment, somebody breach in, we expect that breaching will happen one way or other way. But after that, they should not be able to go and do whatever they want in the organizations. We have to detect those things into early steps and stop it so that our intellectual property or anything like that is never taken it out. We got to make sure we track, yeah. not, not let them do anything which we do not want to be happening in our environment, you know? Yeah, yeah, you also mentioned you know, detection and social engineering at the beginning of this question. And I could see a situation where, you know, may, maybe the attack surface is not incredibly broad, but they, they get into simple systems. I shouldn't marginalize them. They get into systems like communication systems. So you're talking about like email, maybe some databases, maybe some chat, you know, whether you're using Slack or something internally. And you, you talk about, you know, social engineering and intellectual property. And I can easily see a situation where, you know, the attack surface that they get access to isn't that broad, but they say, you know what, I can go in here and I can observe. And I see that Chandra's got vacation coming up in two weeks. And so on a Friday afternoon, I can send an email from Chandra, you know, impersonating him, right? You know, a little bit of social engineering saying, hey, I'm running out the door to vacation. I was going to stop at your desk and ask you to look at this design file or you know, the patent submission or whatever they're observing that they want access to, right? Um, can, you, can you send it to me really quick? Because I'm going to have my iPad at the airport. It'd be really easy to look at and give you a final you know, approval or you know, some sort of design comments. And so even though we, you know, we don't have access to you know, your design database, I can engineer a situation by it not being detected, right? Which means there's no response happening within the organization yet. I'm not detected and I'm kind of running free in a certain siloed part of your business. In, in my example, the communication silo. And I can ask you to give me something. And, and I don't even have to create, you know, a fake email address that uses the number one instead of the letter I, right? I, I am you, I am Chandra in this case. And they have no reason to believe that I'm not. And so all of a sudden I go, oh yeah, you know, here's, Here's a link to this, you know, in our on our share file. Oh, you know, share file is being really weird on my iPad. You know, can you just send me the design specs right now? Um, you know, as as you know, a flattened PDF, or can you just send me the like the raw files? Um, you know, the AutoCAD files or whatever format we're talking about. Um, so I could see that being another situation where 
frankly, the attack doesn't need to go that deep within your organization if they can engineer a situation and communicate it to somebody in a believable way. That's another way where intellectual property could literally be handed over, you know, unknowingly um, by one of your colleagues. Yeah, and absolutely, Ms. Like, uh, Mike, you said it really well because sometimes, uh, and these things that what you pointed out, that is happening. It's, it's not just kind of something uh, in the imagination. It happens that, uh, in fact, uh, we have seen many times that people trying to impersonate somebody which they are not. And uh, especially with, you know, all these email systems you have, uh, like Office 365 and so, is much more easier to get in. Uh, we have seen that, you know, it's like you might see that, you know, it's like two places, uh, there are clients which are far away, and they are kind of uh, monitoring the behavior of that uh, exact, uh, as you pointed out, uh, user. And a lot of time, what uh, you, you brought up something interesting, and uh, what the observation we have seen is people start looking into uh, uh, the client list or uh, the asset list, uh, who right, has right. Got what kind of the assets and all that there and reading into, into your SharePoints uh, and OneDrive access and so on and so forth, as you pointed out, without even kind of like uh, going beyond your initial communication system because uh, they have the access and then if somebody had the credential, they can be looking at that as well in there. So detecting those kind of things is also very important. And one thing we have to always keep in mind that, look, uh, there are, in, in the cybersecurity, there are two things you have to always keep in mind that, you know, it's like you have to have uh, hygiene and that hygiene, you have to assume that hygiene, you have to keep on making uh, like uh, better and better each and every day. And then the other side comes in is like how you are detecting that something is saying something, but it is not exactly that. And then it's kind of detecting those into the early steps and stages as much as possible in there. So it then go to the last point when the data is exfiltrated and then you are finding out some of those things might be too late. I mean, it's like you find it out, but if the data is gone, uh, it may not be sometimes easy to recover or get destroyed and all that. So it's always yeah. critical that you have a way of detecting the things in the early steps and stages of any kind of attack in there. Assume that hygiene, things will get through the hygiene, but does not mean that you don't have to have the good hygiene. Hygiene, these are kind of uh, products like your... Uh, a firewall, your antivirus, your proxy, your gateway, email gateway, web gateway, their security and all that in there. But at the same time, don't assume that that is going to solve all of your problem. Things will get through the hygiene. And that's where, whether you are in the cloud, you are on-prem, you remote access, you are at your home, you have to have a detection mechanism to detect the things in the early steps, if somebody's credential get compromised, okay, that should not be the end of the like the world, but that credential mm -hmm. compromise should be detected. And if that user is trying to do something, as uh, Mike, you were pointing out, somebody start looking into the SharePoint or start looking into the like your OneDrive, opening the file or taking the file away, which is not kind of like the behavior. So you 
detect it and the compromise credential that, hey, these are not the same peoples, but at the same time, even the behavior-wise, you are able to detect and say, you know what, you miss at the first step, but you got in the second step. Don't let them take the file away. Don't let start kind of like taking the screen because in the financial sector, what the people do is sometimes they are very smart. Instead of like taking the file away, they will be just taking the screenshot and all that in there. Oh, so you don't even know it's been taken. Yeah. Yeah. So what you have to do is even some of those monitoring has to be in the place in there, whether you are doing through the power cell or whatever way you are doing it, those are being done as well to ensure that, hey, this person is not supposed to see this thing. Why this mm -hmm. person is opening or this person never uh, like does something like this, you know, like let's say take example, uh, Chandra is not in the source code every day. Now Chandra is looking into the source code, going into the Bitbucket or GitHub or wherever it is in there, sure. it does yeah. not make sense. So Chandra credential is somewhat looks like compromise and you have to take action and that, hey, you know, we, we, we don't think this is Chandra. Chandra is coming from a place where he does not come from. You know, he's supposed to come from Vesper. All of a sudden, Chandra is showing up in, uh, uh, like, let's say, from Florida or uh, Virginia. Most of the time, you brought up something interesting. So, uh, you see these uh, threats you were talking about. Uh, we have seen it. We have seen it that you know sometimes people will happen that email get compromised, especially that Office 365. Uh, it, like, it's a lot get compromised. It's because there is a lot of people on it. You know, it's not only that hey. Is a, a problem yeah. with 365 because a lot of people are using it. So you will see that people will kind of show up all of a sudden from uh, like one of the cloud provider. And basically what they're doing is on the cloud provider, you are using, they are using a client. So they might be coming from anywhere around the world, but they are using cloud, uh, cloud provider to create a client. And that client is where they are coming and accessing the email from. So you see a lot of that. So that's like user is in access. And then all of a sudden you see that, hey, same time people are kind of looking at the file or accessing the shared drive from uh, uh, Virginia. because That's where a lot of data centers are on the East Coast. And sure, yeah. you can see that, hey, this does not make sense, you know? So a lot of those things, and these are real things. What you talked about, those are real things. Those happen each and every day, millions of times, you know? Mm. Well, Chandra, I really appreciate, I know the listeners also appreciate exploring, you know, the intellectual property side of ransomware, not, not focusing on the payment, which seems to get most of the headlines, but more of the, you know, how, how are we detecting, how are we responding, how are we stopping, you know, the theft of, of intellectual property uh, or confidential and sensitive information. Uh, so thank you very much for sharing your experience and your expertise there. Let's, uh, let's bring this episode home. So the last question we always ask everybody is, tell us about a time you had a terrible haircut. <laughs> so you see, I'm pretty sure most of the people had the terrible haircut during the COVID situation. You know, it's like, uh, because a lot of time people were scared or like uh, those uh, uh, haircut places were not open. So what do you do? You ask like your one of loved ones to do a haircut and everybody yep. wants to be very creative. So you have, if you have a kids, they want to be creative as well. And then you end up having that, you probably end up getting to the point you have a haircut you, which you don't want. So what do you do? 
you just kind of like then get it everything off and let's start from the scratch you know so that did happen to me uh and uh and, and look it's like uh I, the way i see it is like it was good that uh all the family members were able to have some fun on me and uh do some experiment uh, hopefully they learn from it and i did learn from uh, them as well that hey you know sometimes uh just being a source of fun for your family member is uh, not a bad thing, you know, and you will remember that forever, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I was also uh, the willing recipient of a family provided haircut. And so I, I know exactly what you're talking about, John. I know exactly what you're saying, man. Uh, well, to our listeners, we have come to the end of this episode. So thank you. Or listening to What's the Problem, that show that explores problems that buyers, practitioners, operators, leaders, really anybody involved in the world of cybersecurity face in today's world. Thanks for the listen. And Chandra, say goodbye to all of our listeners. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for listening. And uh, definitely uh, appreciate, Mike, uh, you conducting this thing and asking a lot of like uh, relevant questions because those are important. And definitely, as I mentioned, I do not uh, claim to know everything, but we have seen a lot of things out there, what is happening. And my request to uh, any person as well as their organization is to watch out uh, uh, for your critical set of the asset always and uh, stay safe. And if we can be of any help, uh, kind of just reach out uh, either to Mike or myself, and we will be more than happy to help it out. Absolutely. And to all of our listeners, like we always do, we'll have Chandra's contact info uh, in the show notes as well as on the blog pages. So he'll be very easy to find if you have any questions and want to take him up on his offer. All right, everybody. Until next time.